0: Welcome to the Jesus and Mental Wealth Podcast. I'm so glad you could join me today. I'm your host, Melody. And before we jump into the word for today, I would like to start off with a word of prayer. If you could join me, I would appreciate it. If not, you can listen to me say it. Amen. Hallelujah. Padre nuestro que estás en el cielo, Santificado sea su nombre, venga su reino, haga ser su voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. Danos hoy nuestro pan de cada día, perdona nuestras ofensas, como también nosotros perdonamos a los que nos ofenden. No nos dejes caer en la tentación y líbranos del mal. Amén. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Genesis chapter 18 Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre, as he he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him, and when he had saw them and when he saw them he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said my lord if i have now found favor in your sight do not pass on by your servant please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree and i will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts after that you may pass by inasmuch as as you have come to your servants they said do as you have said So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to the young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, Here, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly... Return to you according to the time of life, and behold, Sarah your wife shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord also being old? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old is anything too hard for the Lord at the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son but Sarah denied it saying I did not laugh for she was afraid but he said no but you did laugh then the men rose from there and looked toward Sodom and Abraham went with them to send them on the way and the Lord said shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing since abraham surely since abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him for i have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the lord to do righteousness and justice that the lord may bring to abraham what he has spoken to him and the lord said because the outcry against sodom and gomorrah is great and because their sins their sin is very grave. I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me, and if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went toward Sodom, and but Abraham still stood before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the fifty righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous shall be as the wicked. Far be it from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? So the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Then Abraham answered and said, Indeed now I, I who am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose there were five less than the fifty righteous, would you destroy all the city for a lack of five? And he said, If I find there are forty-five, I will not destroy it. And he spoke to him yet again and said, Suppose there should be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for the sake of forty. Then he said, let, the Lord, let not the Lord be angry, I will spe- and I will speak. Suppose thirty shall be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Indeed, now I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 should be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. Then he said, Let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak but once more. Suppose 10 should be found. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. So the Lord went his ways as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. So we just went through Genesis chapter 18 and it was a doozy now wasn't it so many different elements were going on right so we had a conversation that abram had with the lord um we have a conversation that the angels had with abram and with abraham and his wife sarah and we had uh sarah having a conversation within herself (laughs) um then we even have the Lord having a conversation within himself, asking himself is if he should um, let Abram, Abraham know what was about to go down, being that he was headed in that direction, right? And so the first thing that I wanted to point out is that the beginning of this story is right after... God made a covenant with him, saying that, and changed his name and everything. Um, and the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre. And I do believe that this has some significance, because it's telling me to cross-reference Genesis 13:18 and Genesis 14:13. and if you've been following the series, and I know you've been hearing me say terebinth trees of Mamre. Um, so, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So it was hot as hell, Okay. Um, he was sitting, probably relaxing, overlooking, you know, his flock, his people, his situation, you know, and so he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them. So they weren't standing in front of him. They weren't standing at the tent door with him. They were at a far enough distance that he would have to go to them he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said my lord if you have now found favor if i have now found favor in your sight do not pass on by your servant so essentially three men were standing by him those three men were are are being referred to as my lord by abraham and there's capitals right so my lord if i have now found favor in your capital site do not pass by your servant and he's only a servant of the most high god so is this are these three men that he beheld that were standing by him personifications of god the father the most high jesus his son and the holy spirit or were they three angels that were sent to speak to Abraham but the Lord is the one that says when life will begin and when it won't so I'm just like I'm trying to grasp this right um, but we're, we'll we'll get there <laughs> okay so Abram was Abraham was basically like listen I don't want you to go until you bless me essentially right and I'm gonna do all these things for you, like wash your feet, give you water, and let you rest under one of my trees and give you bread and 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 make your hearts glad and then and then you may go as you came after you've been treated by all that I have been given by the most High. And they said, "Do as you have said. So this is like the first time. That they speak, the three men, and they all speak in unison, they are all one person, I, hmm, hmm, three in one, but we're not even there yet, <laughs> so Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly make three measures of fine meal, needed to make cakes, okay, and then Abraham ran around his property again, and he got a good calf and gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. And then they go on as to how they prepared it and what they did. And then the, the three of them ate. Then they said to him, again, they, so they're all, in my mind, when it says they said to him, they're speaking in unison, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, here in the tent. And And then this is the first time that they are responding to Abraham as just one singular person because here on verse 10 it says and he says i will certainly return to you according to the time of life and behold sarah your wife will have a son and it let the bible lets us know that sarah was listening to this exchange and so it was moses that wrote these books right the torah (laughs) the first book of the torah um and in verse eleven, it he lets us know that they were way past the normal childbearing age. Um, especially in that culture, women were having children really young, and Sarah and Abraham were past their eighties, so it was defi- definitely a little weird. It's like, try to imagine your grandma having a baby right now. It'd be so weird. But all things are possible through God. Hallelujah. Okay. And so because of these um, realities that they lived in, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord also being old? And it's an interesting question that she poses, right? Is the pleasure the having a child or is the pleasure the activity of having a child? Because I'm sure after some time, I mean, all I know is what I've heard from the elders around me. But after some time, the 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 the, the 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 physical intimacy is not so much as important as it was in the beginning. You know, especially after you've you've especially after you've had kids. Um, but they haven't had any kids, and Abraham had a kid with the wife's mistress. Uh, hey. Hagar. <laughs> and he, Hagar bore Ishmael to him. And so Abraham had Ishmael. But the Lord was very clear about who it is that is going to bring forth the legacy that he is going to bestow upon Abraham. And Ishmael will have a legacy all to his own. And how beautiful of a blessing. Twelve princes will come from him. That's wild. That's beautiful. Like, totally. Um, But the promised seed is the son that Abraham and Sarah conceive as the angels, the three men, um, let them know. And the Lord said to Abraham... Why did Sarah laugh saying, shall I surely bear a child since I am old? And I love the fact that, like, God decided to ask the husband about his wife. As opposed to asking the wife directly. It's almost like a sign of respect. No, like, <laughs> maybe? Am I am I reaching? I might be. But, like, n- not, it, it doesn't give me the vibe that the Lord was like, yo, check your wife, right? It was more like, what have you as a husband not done that has gotten her to this point where she does not believe that I can do anything? I, the one who gave you, her husband, uh, everything that you have right now, and her, and kept you, this whole time, is anything too hard for me? How come she doesn't believe that I can do this? And then Sarah, I guess, overheard that conversation. And then the Lord said, the Lord addressed her with, addressed her lie. Because Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. That fear caused her to lie, and the Lord was like, ah, 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 ah but you did. That's just a fact. He's not condemning her. You did laugh. How dare you? But none of that happened. It was just correcting her. You did laugh. You can't hide nothing from me, sis. Queen, wife of Abraham, was to hold the promised seed. You can't hide from me. Hm. So after this exchange, which... Written is very odd to me, okay? Because the three men came, and then Abraham was, like, fawning over them. And they speak as one. And then they become he. And he is the Lord. And then the Lord speaks to Abraham. But it said that the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of men. So... I don't know. I'm seeing the Trinity, bro. I'm seeing the Trinity, and I don't want to add anything to the text. I don't want to feel like I am, you know, reaching. But the three men that met with him then just seem like personifications of the Trinity. And then what happens next is also a beauty, an absolute beauty. So what happens in this part is Abraham was like, respectfully, God, I'ma need your assistance here because respectfully, you do what you wanna do, but like, aren't you like the God of justice and rightness? I don't think this is right. You think you can? Let's get to it. Um. Then the men rose from there and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them. Um, so right after they finished eating and getting treated well by Abraham, they went on to do the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the men rose from there and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham, Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And in verse 17, another very interesting one to me, and the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing, since Abraham shall surely become a great nation, and a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. That's, why would you ask yourself that question? being all-knowing, almighty God, why would Moses let us know that the Lord asked, the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing since Abraham shall become, shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. That's going to happen because God has known him and has made his way and his purposes known to his heart, and Abraham has received it by faith, and because of that, God knows that this is what his future is. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me, and if not, I will know. Okay. Uh, Cross-reference a bunch of scriptures that have consistent numbers. Um, Yeah, this question is just so weird to me, no? Y'all don't find it weird? Like... God is talking to himself like, should I let my servant know what I'm about to do? Like, I'm Almighty God. I don't really got to let him know. But like, I know him enough to know that he's going to care about what I'm doing. So I feel like I could or should let him know as to prevent the shock, you know, or maybe to assure him that he is following the will of God um, for whatever his reasons the Lord said and told him what he was going to do. Then the men turned away from there, where they were, right, with him, where, where they, they got to this point, and then the Lord started talking, and then the men kept moving and went toward Sodom. But Abraham still stood before the Lord, and Abraham came near and said, so the Lord was at a distance, and then when Abraham came near, he, I assume, right, this is my assumption, the Lord is standing there all holy, full of glory, and Abraham can only get but so close. And so then um, came near him and said, would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city, would you also destroy the place and not spare it for 50 righteous? And then they go back and forth. And God says that if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Now, God said that He will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. Someone has cried out to him regarding this city. Who is that someone? Who are these people that are crying out? Because Abraham already separated from Lot. And I'm just trying to understand who was letting the Lord know that, or maybe creation will speak, was groaning and letting the Lord know itself. I don't know. I don't know. So many questions. But I absolutely love how the Lord handles Abraham's questions and how Abraham handles himself when questioning God. And it's a beautiful depiction of our ability to come before the Most High and inquire of Him and gain knowledge and understanding and even seemingly compromise, right? Like, the Lord was like, listen, if what you're saying is what it is, I'm not going to do it. And He broke it from 50 to 10. He said, and... I feel like Abraham as he was doing this was just like 50 might be a bit big of a number. You know, maybe I should maybe I should do a smaller one, maybe 50, 45. How about 40? What about 30? How about 20? Because even 20, that's a lot of people, right? But like Lord, I know I said 20 and I know I started with 50, but what about if there's 10? Right? Would you still do it? And the Lord was like, the whole time, he was like, I'm not going to do it for the sake of what you're saying. I'm not going to do it for the sake of what you're saying. I'm not going to do it for the sake of what you're saying. Do you think Abraham found anyone righteous in that city? I think not. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you, Jesus, for always protecting me. Please guide and light my way through the decisions I make every day towards my destiny in your mighty name.